Alexandra August, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 7th. In the 1930s, the competitive world of newspaper syndication was heating up again, not over breaking news, but over science fiction. Syndication was big business with companies locked in a race to sell their content, from news to columns to comic strips to any newspaper that would buy. Buck Rogers had jumped from novella to comic strip by early 1929 and was a smash hit. The John F. Dill Company had their hands on the very first sci-fi hero to capture imaginations around the world. Naturally, Dill's competitor, King Features Syndicate, had to come up with their own. First, they tried to buy the John Carter from Mars stories by Edgar Rice Burroughs, but that wasn't to be. Burroughs already had a hit story turned into a strip with Tarzan, and none other than William Randolph Hearst was considering adding the sci-fi story to his lineup. He sat on the contract, though, never signing, or else this would be a very different story. So what was King Features to do? Take a little bit of John Carter, a little bit of a novel called When Worlds Collide, and hand it off to a staff artist named Alex Raymond. Raymond's first draft was good, but a little dull. His boss asked him to punch it up with more action, and this time the formula worked. The story of a polo player who zooms off in a rocket with his companions Dale Arden and Dr. Hans Zarkov to save the Earth from an attack was born. Flash Gordon appeared as a comic strip for the first time on January 7, 1934. If Buck Rogers was the prototype, then Flash was the full production model with all the whistles and bells. Flash and company would be terrorized by Ming the Merciless, but they would find allies among the worlds of Mongo. Prince Baron of Arborea... Prince Thun of the Lion Men, Queen Freya of Phrygia. There were even the Shark Men who ruled under the sea. Of course, you have to have Ming's seductive daughter, Princess Aura, just to make things complicated when it came to Flash and Dale. Just how did Flash Gordon do against the business competition, though? We'll find out right after this. On this day in 1924, Gene L. Kuhn was born. His prolific TV career as a writer and producer would make him well-known to audiences for his work on such shows as Wagon Train, Bonanza, It Takes a Thief, and Star Trek. With the Great Depression raging in America, newspaper comic strips were prospering. Blondie and Lil Abner were bringing comedy and satire in mostly self-contained strips. But Dick Tracy, Buck Rogers, and the like, especially Flash Gordon, were bringing long-form storytelling with a sense of drama and art to every frame. Since there already was such a cinematic flair to Alex Raymond's artwork, it's no surprise that Flash was almost immediately translated to the big screen. In 1936, Buster Crabbe brought Flash to life in a 13-part serial for Universal Studios, predating the serialized adventures of Buck Rogers by a full three years. But don't worry, everyone was still on good terms, obviously, since Universal also hired Buster to play Buck. From there, Flash spawned a whole industry. Books, toys, games, everything a budding space hero could want. Those led to radio dramas, TV series, animation, feature films, and even a young director named George Lucas, looking for a sci-fi property to direct in the mid-1970s, tried to get the rights to Flash to put his stamp on the iconic hero. The comic strips, though, are Flash's first domain, and it was in those newspapers where he flourished. Daily Flash strips ran for 58 years, 
The original Sunday strip carried on for another decade after that. To this day, the reprints are still being published. If you want to see where it all began, you can get the first few months' worth for free from the Internet Archive. Flash is carried on. The all-American who influenced almost all the sci-fi heroes who came after him got his start in newsprint and solidified a genre for generations of fans. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for January 7th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.